At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Welcome back, everybody. We're at the second hour here of The Run Line. I'm your host tonight, Adam Burke. Joining me on the desk, Josh Towers, former midget pitcher, eight years in the big leagues. Right, Josh? Parts, yeah. I get credit for eight years. We'll just say parts. It's eight years. Well, service time is five years. All right. I wish, still, I'd, I wish I had eight years of service still time. Still five years of service time more than most people have. I'd retire already if I had that. Uh, did yeah. You for, did you ever formally retire? I don't, you know what? I don't know if I did, to be honest with you. Um, but I did coach, so I think it kind of like kind of goes hand in hand. They might just check a box at that point. Uh, the CC Sabathia commercial with his son. And it's yeah. the VR thing. And his son goes like, how many homers you hit in the big leagues? And he goes, more than you. <laughs> My favorite thing. I remember the one he hit with the Indians at Dodger Stadium. How about the one he hit with Milwaukee when they traded him? Yeah. He had bombs. And I always say that to my son. I was joking around today because Grayson Rodriguez is a massive prospect with the, with the mm-hmm. Orioles. And he got hurt. He's going to miss the rest of this year and probably most of next year. Uh, massive, massive baseball prospect, pitching prospect. And uh, I was joking around today because my son's the biggest Oriole fan on planet Earth. And I said, uh, how many wins does Grayson have in the big leagues? I think I have more. I do have more, right? Do I have more than <laughs> like, how? And I started doing that to him about Grayson Rodriguez. And he's like, you're an idiot, dude. He's going to have more than you in two seasons when he gets up. And I'm laughing. But, like, that, that goes to, like, I don't give myself enough credit because I don't – it's not who I am. It's not how I think. But, yeah, like, your average career is, like, two and three years, I think, on both sides or something. So, very appreciative of, of what went down. But, you know, still feel like you can do this at times. Well, I got to say, the, the CC Jr. – or CC the third, Carson, right? Yeah. CC – I – I'm going to be 36 this year. Man, that made me feel old. <laughs> made me feel so old. All, all the players that I play with, like my generation, we all have kids that age now. They're all like, well, some are in the big leagues, and, and this year's draft is going to have quite a few. Drew Jones probably going to go number one. Yeah. Um, Matt Holiday, son Jackson might go number two. I mean, it's cool. Like, again, like in 2008, my son and Jackson were, you know, running around the clubhouse and hitting balls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I forget about this. And he's like, guess who might go number two this year? And I was like, we're already there. Like, I mean, I know my son's already there. We're already there. It's so cool to see. No, it definitely is. And a uh, quick update here on this Sunday night baseball game. Reese Hoskins, apparently the only guy who can really get to Adam Wainwright tonight, doubles off the left center wall, or, or the Phillies, excuse me, now a minus 540 live favorite total, four and a half in this one. And I teased it before the break, Josh, but I, I want to ask you, we're in July now, right? Off days are kind of dwindling a little bit. A lot of teams playing almost the same number of games as there are days. Maybe getting an off day here and there. I know the Guardians, three doubleheaders in 12 days, not necessarily an easy thing to do. Those aren't fun. But I guess 
for lack of a better term, people call this the dog days of summer, right? And as you were telling me during the break, we've got more than half the league already now that knows that the playoffs are either a long shot or just simply aren't going to happen. Are, Are there teams that, you know, from a betting standpoint, we should look at as being more trustworthy or more engaged you know, now as we're kind of leading up towards the all-star break? Yeah, uh, two, really. I mean, obviously, the, 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 the easy answer is winning teams. Right. Winning teams who have a chance to make the postseason, they'll, they'll always be there. Uh, and then veteran teams. The Houston Astros, to me, are the number one team in baseball. Seems like Houston, the Dodgers, and the Yankees. Uh, again, like I was telling you off-air, the Yankees players, right? Most of them have been there and done that. Most of them have got contracts, won a World Series, been somewhere very successful, blah, blah, blah. Made money, spent money. Went through the cool phase of being famous, and now we're back to it's about baseball. And that's why they're so successful. They, it was I'm younger and I just get money for the first time, I'd probably go out more. I'd probably go to the clubs a little bit more. Go to the mall and spend a lot of money. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that phase because I never got it before. These guys are past all that. They've been all that. And now it's like they pick and choose when they might go out and have a drink or go, again, to a hockey game or something on TV. And it's more about getting my job done collectively. And, and again, I don't think the Yankees are the greatest team ever, but – they're all in a very good place this year where they are in their careers, and I think that's why they're so successful. On the flip side, it's too early for anybody to pack it in. A lot of us are playing for contracts, arbitration, free agency, whatever the case may be. I want to be on this team next year. Tyler Wells wants to be in the starting rotation for the Baltimore's next year. He's going to be, but he doesn't know that yet. Right. He's trying to earn that, right? So there's a lot of things. Pitchers really don't, and I'm not, I'm not biased for pitchers, but we don't pitch very often. We only get so many appearances. We pitch every five, six days. Like every start kind of means something to us or every appearance. Mm-hmm. Relievers base their paychecks on appearances more than anything else. So the more they get, the better they are. So it's too early for even losing teams to check in. But losing teams and, and inexperienced teams can't finish games. They don't know how to finish what they start. And more importantly, they don't know how to finish a season. I don't think it's dog days of summer. To me, the good stuff just started. Mm-hmm. Now, give me the end of July, creep into August. That's when people start to fade and don't know how to finish the season, and that's very important to look for because you'll get tricked sometimes with some teams that are playing well but are young, and then August and September, it's game over. We've seen with the Rockies. We've seen with the Phillies. We've seen with a lot of teams the last couple of years. It'll be game over where other teams know how to back off. They know how to relax. They know how to stay in. They know how to back off their gym work, et cetera, stuff that we don't really see. But through experience in years, again, Cy Young voting, Shane McClanahan, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, I know who I'm jumping on if I'm going to put some money on those three guys, right? And it might not be the favorite today, but mm. it might be the favorite in, in, after month six. So there's a lot of things, but I'll say this. Leading up to the All-Star break, maybe the last four or five games, maybe the last series up to the All-Star break, losing teams, players are, are, are deciding where they're going to go for vacation for a couple of days, mm. right? And then come September, losing teams have their bags packed, planes, flights, and are ready to go, and winning teams haven't even considered when the end of the season is. That makes sense. Right, so, yeah. so, yeah, you do lose some players at certain times of the year, but right now, um, most of the teams are, you know, they're still playing for something, and, and it's pay for a lot of us. Well, I think that's something that we'll focus on next week. Josh will be on the desk with me again next week here on the run line, and we'll talk about that. Some teams that maybe you want to look to go against yeah. as we get closer to the All-Star break, because you don't really get a whole lot of days off in Major League Baseball, and and there will be some teams that are obviously well, looking forward to that a lot more than others. Let me throw one more at you, too. Uh, there, there will be a couple teams, and I mean a couple, maybe two. There's going to be a couple teams whose GM does not make a move that mm-hmm. the teams thought he should have made a move. Right. And it's going to piss them off, and you're going to see them fade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Been on yeah. that team, too. Yeah, definitely be really interesting to look at the trade deadline, especially because 
you know, look, I mean, Houston's running away with the American League West. The Yankees are running yeah, away with the East, going. although some of those teams may end up being wild cards here this season. But there are some interesting division races, right? I mean, we talked about Minnesota and, and Cleveland and Chicago, that kind of mess, for lack of a better term, in the American League Central. The Brewers and the Cardinals are very close here. Uh, the Brewers a game and a half up right now with this result pending here. But, you know, the NL East, obviously it's a much different race when the Mets get back DeGrom and Scherzer. It looks like Scherzer obviously much closer than DeGrom is to coming back, but that leads down to three and a half in the NL East. Uh, uh, the entire National League's up for grabs. I mean, uh, yeah. meaning there's two teams Padres in every division. Padres won today, have avoided a the sweep. Yeah. yeah, Because you're right, we go to the AL and, and Houston's just book that. And the Yankees have a 14-game win advantage on everybody else. That's going to be hard to make up. I'm not saying, like you said, they can't make the postseason and the Central's up for it. But New York's got Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as bad as Phillies have been, they're only eight out, but they're going to have to play better when you're chasing Atlanta and, and New York. Milwaukee and St. Louis, we have no idea because both those teams just kind of fluctuate back and forth right. the whole time depending on the, the who they play. And so those series where you better beat up on somebody happens, they better beat up on somebody. And you got L.A., uh, the Dodgers are a powerhouse, as we know, but they're not the powerhouse that had Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller and Urias running out there four every five days. Those mm-hmm. are completely different rotations that are doing equally the same job, which is kind of cool, but something that we have to worry about because Anderson hasn't been a major league stud for six months of a year mm-hmm. that often. Gonsolin's a young Gonsolin, guy. He's a young dude. That's the only uh, uh, offset because when you go back and look at his entire minor league career, He's done nothing but win. Right. This mm-hmm. dude's amazing. I think he's going to be a star in our game. Um, but then you look at the Padres and you go, well, this is a pretty loaded team. Still got dudes on the bench. They haven't even got back yet, right? So there's a lot of races that are really cool. But, again, if I'm the Mets, I'm pretty excited that Jacob's coming back soon. But I cannot. I can emphasize that we cannot rush this. Right, right. I'm even more excited that I'm getting Max back because I think Bassett just went down. Mm. Okay. Let's make sure Tyler Magill is healthy because he's obviously been very good for this team. Carrasco's had the back issue. Carrasco. Although he was good today. Yeah, yeah, he was good Real today. Real good today. Uh, because Atlanta is doing what Atlanta did last year, and they're hot on your, your tail. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be tight. And so, again, if we're going to be tight the second half of the season down the stretch, I'm going to need my big dogs. So right. It's nice. The Mets, the Mets have afforded themselves. Uh, they gave themselves some leeway, at least, well, to go through the injuries that they leeway. get every yeah. single year. I think that they need to get back to relying, and don't rush it. I can't. I mean, it should be a T-shirt, not clubhouse. Um, relying on their pitching mm-hmm. and not relying on their offense, because I think they got caught up in relying on this offense for a while, and it's been great. But they need to give that offense a break, even from media attention, and let it be put back on the pitchers for a while. Mets minus one eighty out there at DraftKings right now. Braves plus one seventy five. Phillies up two nothing here in this game, but they're still fifteen to one to win that division. Yeah. Dodgers minus 380, Padres plus 380, Giants 17 to 1. And the yeah, Giants are a team that I had really high hopes for this season. I know Pakota kind of, you know, threw some cold water on their chances, didn't really like them a whole lot. Uh but you know, they've really fallen off the pace here this this Giants team. Yeah. And they're awful defensively. They I I just really thought like last year what happened was like a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And again, they had Gosman, they had some other guys. I mean, everybody was like in that stage of their careers where it's like trying to prove something and earn contracts. And this year was a little bit different, but a lot of the same uh, position players. I just like when they set the win total, it was like mid 80s or whatever. Mm. I thought that was about right for this team. I never thought this team was going to compete this year. And again, I didn't think they were going to compete last year. But now that they did, and we get to compare last year's team to this year. Last year's team clearly was a little bit better, 
right? But also, they did everything right, and they played great baseball. But, you know, these four-game losing streaks in this division, which they're on right now, you just can't have. The Padres are playing too well, and, and Los Angeles Dodgers still have that mystique of being Los Angeles Dodgers, and rightfully so. They're very good. Cardinals now down 4 nothing here on Sunday Night Baseball. Wainwright kind of teetering a little bit, third time through the order here. One, two, Brewers two, are minus 225 for the division. division. I'm still, Is that too I, big? I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, I would still take St. Louis, personally. Really? You think St. Louis over Milwaukee? Even with Woodruff back and looking as good as he is. And Freddie Peralta coming back at some point. That's the key. Okay. It's Freddie Peralta. Like, to me, Freddie was one of the elite pitchers in the game. I thought he got, uh, I think he should have way more Cy Young votes last year than he got. And, and Council pulled him a little bit early a few too many times. Freddie Peralta is one of those uh, Framber Valdez's for me, where I think he's that good and doesn't get the pub yet. Framber's going to get it real quick. Um, well, we got to we gotta hit the break here. So, yeah. real quick, we'll be back with real or fake at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard, and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't Nick? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found VEASAN's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Back here on The Run Line, your host Adam Burke along with Josh Towers. And uh, look, a segment that... Really only makes too much sense to do here in Vegas. We call this real or fake, taking a look at some interesting pitchers, either guys that you know haven't been that great in the past and are having good seasons this year, or guys that have been really good and aren't doing all that well here so far this season. And oddly enough, and I didn't really plan this, it just yeah. kind of worked out that way, that the two guys that we're talking about today went head-to-head, actually, in interleague action. John Gray and Carlos Carrasco today in the game between the Rangers and the Mets. And for John Gray... Look, I think that this one's probably a little bit obvious, but you look at him so far this season, 13 games started, a 389 ERA going into today's start, 374 expected ERA, 327 FIP, 26% strikeout rate, 8.6% walk rate, but in his last six starts going into today, and he didn't pitch great today, but he didn't pitch bad either, 239 ERA, 260 FIP, 309 XFIP, strikeout rate at almost 30%, and Josh, I really don't think... This is as simple as a guy who pitched for the Rockies now getting out of elevation. I think John Gray has really made some significant adjustments to his arsenal, and Texas is actually doing a pretty good job you know, making some pretty good pitchers out of what they've got down there. They are. It, it, Texas has always been, it's always been like Colorado to where 
you always they always treated their pitchers differently, and then like there's the ball flies there. Right. You feel like you're playing on the not anymore. Sometimes. Now that they're playing indoors, and and so they've always like again there there, there were years where like all right, you guys are not going to shag. We're going to try to save your energy, all this type of stuff. Uh, I, this kid's always been really really good. There's no question about it. He he showed his stuff in Colorado, and and what he's done lately, he's showing us how good he is again. My my issue with him is I think that he's better than than average. I think he's better than plus, right? I think he's on the on the higher side of being legit. Mm-hmm. But you you can't have four runs, five runs, five runs. Four. When it goes south, at some point you got to put your foot down and say it's not going to be a crooked inning. I don't have it, but it's not going to be three. It's going to be one. It's not going to be four. It's mm-hmm. going to be two. And that's my only issue with John is like it seems like when it when it goes, it goes. Kind of like Dylan Cease. If Dylan Cease is up in the first inning, game over. He's rocked. He's out. He checks out. He has no idea how to make an adjustment. He has no idea how to go to different stuff. Stop throwing that. Let's throw this. Let's go here instead of here. He has no idea. And the good ones do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just I, – if, if John Gray can figure that out to me, then we're going to be talking about him in the Cy Young category. I wonder if maybe that's a thing that has been an adjustment for him, right? I talked about he has made some arsenal changes. Mm-hmm. He has made some usage changes. But when things start going wrong in Colorado, you know, you're out there and you're that like, I, I, what can I do? You know, like, what can I try to do differently here? But but now what, that he's in a different pitching environment, but that's maybe what's mentally so fun. it helps. That's what's like, that, like, the challenge is, is I'm on the mound and you walk up to bat, right? That's my first challenge. And it's pretty exciting. All right. Brady. I have no hope against you, by the way. You might. You might. <laughs> <laughs> a bowling plate. It, it's like, all right. I got this cool challenge of this really good hitter. On the flip side, I also have this challenge of myself. I don't have this pitch today, but I can't, I can't 86 it. I got to still show you, so I have to be willing to throw it for a ball to go back to my good stuff when I need. I have to, to make these challenges and these changes that are necessary. I can't just go to the well just because this is what I have. This is what I do. There's three ways to pitch, and every hitter has a different hole. There's a chess game going on out there that I got to be willing to adjust to i gotta be willing to adjust to this heat in vegas that's 107 and dry and 110 on the east coast with 95 percent humidity i gotta be willing to take on these challenges but if at any point i let any of this beat me then i just fell on the mountain i failed my team but that's what's fun about the game is it's not just the player that i'm playing there's all these other challenges and when i go play in denver or in triple a in colorado springs or in albuquerque or reno and it really is playing like the moon and your curveball doesn't break Mm -hmm. it does not break in colorado if it does Good for you that day. All right, well, then I can't start the curveball in the same spot. I'm going to have to start it lower. It's going to less break. i got to understand that, which then, again, if I'm a coach, i got to throw out the computer because the metric's going to be off. Mm-hmm. And i got to start a little lower, get a little bit. I could use my cutter a little bit more. i got to use my changeup because speed still separates, right? I have to make adjustments, and we don't see that enough with some. But, but like, it, it goes overlooked when you watch Verlander. It goes overlooked when you watch uh, Max Scherzer. It goes overlooked when you watch Jacob deGrom or Clayton Kershaw. It goes overlooked because they're so good at doing that that we don't realize they're even doing it. And, and some of these guys need to get on that level if they want to, but, you know, everybody's in a different spot. Well, and as I said, Carlos Carrasco, the other guy that we're talking He's about good. here in Real or Fake, five and two-thirds today, gave up six hits, but only one run, struck out eight. The one run was a solo shot that he gave up to Jonah Heim. But Carlos Carrasco is a guy on the season, had a 485 ERA, 392 expected ERA, 373 FIP, but a large part of that is that over the last six starts, he had a 662 ERA, 477 FIP. Got back on track here today, had a couple of starts against the Astros in there. And of course, when you talk about small sample size, it's very important to know who these pitchers have recently faced because some offenses are just 
going to be much better than others. But the thing about Carrasco that I really wanted to talk about here today, Josh, is that he went for an MRI on his back. And, and we think about pitchers and injuries and all of that, and you hear forearm tightness, you hear shoulder discomfort, stuff like that. And that's when everybody panics. But I think the reality of it is, while those things are obviously not good at all whatsoever and very scary, I don't think we realize how much back issues are a thing, how much leg issues are a thing where you don't get that drive. You know, So I just kind of wanted to ask you, as somebody who I'm sure pitched through bumps and bruises and didn't feel 100% on the mound all the time, those things that we maybe kind of discard, oh, well, his back hurts, whatever, it shouldn't bother his pitching, that's not the case at all. Oh, I'm so not the guy to ask this question to. <laughs> I'm so not him. I'm going to get in so much trouble right now. Um, I didn't believe in getting hurt. And I know that's stupid, but I didn't believe in it. And I was very open and arrogant about this. I felt like you can train yourself. There's, there's certain core cardio throwing program, right? There's your cuff weights. There's certain things that you can do to keep yourself in consistent shape. And when you learn how to finish a season, like we talked about, not the dog days are not the dog days, right? When you learn all this, you stay in better health. Now, I do realize that injuries are fluke at times. And there's something, there's, sometimes there's nothing you can do. But I also think that a lot are preventable. So I'm the wrong guy because I never got hurt. Hmm. And if I did, well, you get dinged up. You, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Uh, and, you know, and then you got to learn the difference between pain and just soreness. Um, the back can go. I mean, we can walk down these stairs and your back can go. So it's a little bit different, right? And, and, and you do get nervous. To hear an MRI on a back throws me off a little bit. Because that's more than just lower back pain or something kind of went out, let me just take a day off. That's like something I've probably been feeling for a while, right? So that makes me a little bit nervous when I hear, anytime I hear an MRI, because on my arm, any little thing on my arm, let's just go get an MRI. Mm. You and me right now get an MRI, we got our schedule, and we probably get in four or five months down the road. Right. I'm going to get in six minutes in the big leagues, yeah. right? So it's like picking an x-ray. It's not a big deal for us, right? So I'm going to go get an MRI on my arm. On the back, it's a little bit different because you just – Get in the cold tub, get in the hot tub, hop on here, let me massage it out. So it makes me a little nervous with, with, with Carrasco. Um, as I'm finishing this answer, what about run support? Do you ever look at that? Because, like, Carrasco, his numbers are inflated. We see him on the screen. He reminds me of John Gray. When it goes bad, it goes bad. Six runs, five runs, five runs, eight runs, five runs. Like, when it goes bad, it goes bad. Like, he doesn't right. know how to stop it either. He's also, but to your point, he went for the MRI, so the back must have been a longer-term thing. It makes that me was think probably that. affecting. It makes me think that because I always the thing that I look for because again I'm I'm but the MRI comes clean and now he's cool so he pitches good. So well, was, he it, was pitch, a mental. He thing? didn't pitch well against Houston the other day, but then pitched no well. Does, yeah. you know here and this. But one, that was but a bad series Houston. for them, anyways. Right, exactly. But for me, like I look for again, I'm very analytically driven, very data driven. Yes, I will look for decreases in spin rate. I will look for decreases in velocity. I will look oh, for decreases beautiful. in release point and right stuff like that, just to sort of see if maybe a guy is pitching through something and trying to figure out a way for it not to hurt as much. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. we start babying something. something like that. Yeah, like, that, that's, again, like, there are times where I watch guys and I'm like, I think he's hurt. I think he's protecting himself. Mm -hmm. uh, who gave up the four home runs the other day? It was Kyle. Kyle Gibson. Kyle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Talk about not having leg drive. His curveball looked good like Wainwright's is today, but it never got to home. Like, Wainwright's is getting through home and whack, it's off the table. His was, like, getting there and then going straight down. And it looked like he just 100% eliminated his leg. So he got no drive first with finish. It just was, like, put this down, get over the top, and it was going more like 55 feet instead of 60 feet. And you can pick up on that. Right away, you can see that. Doesn't mean he's going to get rocked, but it doesn't mean he's necessarily going to pitch well either. Right. But there's certain things that we can see 
that like I'm like, I, dude, he's protected. And so I wrote Jorge Lopez's name down because he's a closer for the Orioles. We talked about him earlier. Mm -hmm. He blew two saves in a row back to back yesterday and the day before. All of a sudden, I told you his fastball, which is 97, 99 to 100, is just boom and boom. And all of a sudden, it's flat and up. So it means I'm getting underneath my hand, I'm dropping my elbow, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. So whether he just was tired and had two bad days or whether he was protecting against something caused him to get low and underneath the ball, again, doesn't matter how hard you throw. When it's flat and fading, they're going to light it up, and they did, right? So now I wonder if we looked at him from the week before when he was really good or we looked at those last two days, how drastically different those spin numbers are when we look at him, mm -hmm. right? But then I ask about run support because Carrasco has some bad games, but he's 9-4, and four, by the way, right. right? They score for him. And sometimes that has to mean something, too, because Roy Halladay, we didn't score for. Mm. You still bet on Roy because you know he's going to go nine innings and probably give up one run, and you want him to take that shot, two runs. But we didn't score runs for Roy Halladay, just like the Yankees do not score for Montgomery, as good as Jordan is. They right. don't score for him. Well, I'll take a look at the spin rates here during the break. And speaking of run support, we'll come back and talk about park factors. We'll talk about places where home runs have been hit, places where home runs have not been hit, because that's a big part of the handicap, both with sides and total. So that's coming up after the break here on the run line, our premier baseball betting show on VEASAN, the sports betting network. You found VEASAN's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Two of my favorite things, probably two of Josh's favorite things as well. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and always drink responsibly. Back here on the run line, half hour to go for tonight's show. We've gone over plenty of stuff here. and we got a lot more to come on today's show. We're also keeping an eye on this game here between the Phillies and the Cardinals on Sunday Night Baseball. We are in the middle of the seventh, heading to the bottom of the seventh. Phillies up 4-0. They've out-hit the Cardinals 8-4. They've outscored them 4-0. So not really the most exciting of games here, Josh. But uh, Phillies, depends on who you bet. Now, now we'll see what happens <laughs> because you know we're, we're kind of getting to that point where their bullpen uh, starts to starts to show up in the game. Yeah, the bullpen they, they, they spent some money on, which was the most important part of what they needed to accomplish, in my opinion, to be successful. Um, so we'd love to see that bullpen kind of do their job. I would love to see this a three-man race going, going down the stretch with this team. I like this team a lot. Um, it, and, again, they're doing a good job of, of Ad Cassianos, right? And I'm not a Schwarber guy. We all know he has a good month and it's not much else. But whatever, you added somebody that you thought was going to help, and then you added bullpen, and – and they, they continue, they, they tried with the manager, and they continue to, to add the right pieces. At some point, we got to put it together, right? And, and, and I, I keep waiting. I think I keep getting fooled with the, the Phillies. But but the, I, I would assume Zach Wheeler done here after seven shot innings, gave up four hits, struck out five, only walked 108 pitches for him. So we'll see what happens I mean, as it, that Phillies pen gets into the and game. And so only five and seven, right? Five punches and seven innings, mm -hmm. which means Zach had to pitch, and he was very efficient. And... And these are the games, like, for us that we learn a lot more. It's easy to go out there like uh, Dylan Cease yesterday mm -hmm. and have your plus stuffers to the Orioles and punch out 14 or whatever he did. That, dude, those are the easiest days, right? But a day like today where he wasn't getting the punchies, but he was still very efficient, like, these are the days that, like, this is the real growth in pitching. And imagine Zach Wheeler getting better. A couple of home runs hit in this game here. Reese Hoskins with the solo shot, JT Realmuto with the two-run shot that 
really gave the Phillies some nice cushion in this one. And that's a good segue, I think, into talking about park factors oh. and about home runs hit by park here so far this season. Our Don't producer wait. behind the glass, Brian Ortega, putting this together for us here before, today. Before you go, don't leave this park. So Philadelphia, when I play with Matt Stairs, there's like 13 straight games that he hit a home run in that field. So when we went there with the Blue Jays fan, the Phillies, who does that, four straight games, Matt Stairs hit a home run. I love so the Stairmaster. Dude always swung as hard as humanly possible. Oh, but so controlled. Yeah. Right. So bombs. <laughs> but there was something about this field. It didn't matter who was pitching. Matt Stairs loved going there and lit it up. So, I mean, like, there's all kinds of contributing factors. But, you know, so listen, some people like pitchers. Some people like fields. Some people like whatever. Matt Stairs love Philadelphia. Well, of course, too. I mean, Philadelphia, a place where the ball carries a lot better in the summertime. Oh. So, you know, that's something else to keep in mind with park factors. And we are looking at full season numbers here. But, you know, the, the atmospheric conditions, the heat, the humidity, all of that can definitely have a significant impact on a lot of these ballparks, with Philadelphia being one of them. Nationals yeah. Park staying in that same division, also another one. But as far as the parks that have given up the most home <laughs> runs here so far this season, well, Rogers Center, 119 home runs up there in Toronto. Coors Field, that's not remotely surprising. Second on the list with 113. Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati is really interesting because the Reds don't really have a great offense, but they've been one of the highest-scoring offenses at home because that's just such a great park to hit in. Angel Stadium, interestingly enough, fourth on that list, 108. Maybe Shohei Otani and Mike Trout kind of have something to do with that. Yeah. And then Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, 107. You got the two short porches down the line, which new Yankee Stadium here, but obviously you know same that thing. quite well from pitching in the American League East. Same dimension, same everything. Is is there a way, if we can do it quick, if not, don't worry about it, to, to decide, and Toronto's got 119 this year, who hit more, the home team or the visiting team? I can check that, that for you. So listen, we could talk about Yankee Stadium. for me. Yeah, when we talk about Yankee Stadium, it's it's just a, it's a support. We all know right field. There's a jet stream in, in right center that Jeter owned. The new stadium is built the exact same way as the old. It's the exact same dimensions, everything. So the ball it, the ball jumps the same way. Plus, you have no foul territory. So as pitchers, like we get in our heads about you can't make mistakes, which causes us to make a little bit more mistakes. And then the Yankees always fill their lineup with guys that can hit bombs. So it's great. In Anaheim, um, it's. Like almost everybody in baseball has a tie to California. So, like, going to Anaheim is fun because you're always going to have a family member or a friend or something. And then as a visiting team, they always give you in and out on day two. So there's certain spreads that make you happy, and you just want to play better. <laughs> Cincinnati's a joke. Adam Dunn hit one over our bullpen. We were in the bullpen, and this is what it looked like, Berkey. That's all we did. Uh, the ball went uh, over and out of the stadium, and it's like really like – That dude hit some what? tanks. We didn't, but it, didn't always make contact. But, but. but when I was in Cincinnati, like – there, I feel like there's a, a, a cut in the stands up here and a cut over here. It's almost like the wind would come through and push it out to the, mm-hmm. to the power alleys. I mean, like whoever designed it, designed it for home runs. Of course, Phil, we don't have to talk about We know it's a joke. Um, what did you get on me on the Rogers Center? Uh, let's see. Going into today's games, Toronto hit 59, and actually they've given up 57. So I don't Pretty know if they three today or not. Yeah, but. and we know how good that lineup is. And the reason I ask that is because every player in the game loves going to Toronto. It's just an amazing city. Uh, you feel like you get away. You feel like you're going over the border. So a lot of people, and I should never say this out loud, a lot of people's families don't travel to Toronto just because of going through customs and stuff. And it's like guys get a break from their, from just, it's like a, it's like a three or four day vacation for people, right? And so it's like players just have a little bit more relaxed fun there. And so visiting teams tend to have a little bit more success as well. So like, it doesn't surprise me. I, I actually thought the visitors would probably hit more. That's what I thought. Well, the visitors have hit one more now after they, they hit three today. So 60 home runs allowed by the Blue Jays pitchers at home. They've hit 
59 home runs at home. And you know, obviously their their home road splits have been kind of skewed the last couple of years. They played some games in Buffalo. They played some games down in uh, Dunedin, Florida. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of threw off everything there with them. But you know, it, it is something that's a really important part of the handicap. Looking at the park factor, not even just the full year park factor, but just knowing ballparks where when it warms up. You know, like obviously, you know, being a Cleveland guy, I can definitely you know revert to talking about Cleveland all the time. Right. In April and early May, you hammer a ball and it goes absolutely nowhere. But it dies on the track. In the summertime, it's different. It's like for me, it's like, yeah, ball's not going to travel as much in cold weather. Mm-hmm. But we know that. At the same time, cold weather is usually played in the beginning of the season when spring training just ended and we're not in midseason form anyways. Right. So, like, again, if we had three weeks of spring training, everybody wasn't doing anything early in the season. So, like, if, if, if the season started in June, I think we would see the same limited amount of home runs until guys got into rhythm a little bit, right? So, yeah, I do think offense in colder weather is not necessarily as good or, or, or has many home runs. But I also think it has a lot to do with, like, no one plays nine innings. No one plays seven right. days a week. And, and it, it takes – it really, really does take – and we're seeing it now with everybody. It really does take about two months of playing every day for your body to get into that rhythm. It takes a long time. I, 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 I think we would see so many better players and so many more numbers and records broken if guys played every day in spring training and took it more serious. No, I think that's a fair point for sure. But uh, the, the bottom five here in home runs, Oracle Park in San Francisco – you know, a lot of marine air there. It's a Can ballpark that's... All, all the ones that put a smile on my face to pitch in. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know, architecturally, too, that's a ballpark that really kind of directs the wind in oh, other directions. So it's one of those things where the ball doesn't really carry a whole lot there in San Francisco. Comerica Park in Detroit, great doubles and triples park. Not exactly a great park for home runs. Petco, right. another one out there on the West Coast, kind of that marine air and all that. Baltimore, they moved the fences back in left field yes. at, Camp, at Oro huge. Park. That's been huge. And then Oakland, only... 50 home runs hit at the Coliseum so far this season. So, again, going to I get my son on the phone. He would love to talk about this. Uh, he tells me every player on the team, Mancini would have had this many if they didn't change the stadium and blah, blah, blah. And I get it, man. It is what it is. They moved it back. It's beautiful for pitching. It's probably why they're being a little bit better as well. Like mm-hmm. Some of those pitchers are not giving up as many home runs at home. It boosts your confidence. You don't realize why. You go on the road, you're more confident. Baltimore's getting better by default. Uh, all five of these are, are, again, five of my favorite places to pitch because of that. <laughs> San Francisco, the ball doesn't travel. You feel like you have more, more room. You, you have more room to make mistakes. Uh, everything's deeper. Right center's deeper. I have more faith in challenging you when I know I have more room behind me. Detroit, it kind of does jump, but you really don't feel like it jumps. And so there's an offset to where – these are all mindsets. When I go to San Diego, I know the ball doesn't jump. You know right. how excited I am to go pitch in San Diego? I'm stoked. Right. And again – 3-0 at Yankee Stadium, I'm going to nibble. Three, three, I'm sorry, 3-1 at Yankee Stadium, I'm going to nibble. 3-1 in San Diego, I'm throwing it right down the middle. I'm challenging you. Right. Massive difference to my confidence. And then when I beat you, I, now I'm arrogant. Like, oh, I can beat him 3-1 down the middle? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what it does to me, right? Uh, Baltimore is just a, a beautiful place. When you take the mound of Baltimore, you just, like, you kind of look around and you're just, like, you're happier on the mound there. It's a great stadium. And then Oakland, again, I mean, I think it was like eight or nine and two or something in Oakland in my career. It was something really good, seven and two or something. And because, one, the ball doesn't travel, and two, you have the most foul territory in all of baseball. So balls in the stands in the second, third row, in the 10th and 15th row in Fenway and in New York, are outs in Oakland. That's a massive deal for me as a pitcher, right? So by default, 
there's going to be less home runs. And then this year, the 50 is because Oakland can't hit, right? So then it's 36 like games in Oakland, they've hit 15 home yeah, runs at home. By the way, the Guardians, insane. 20 home runs hit at home. They've given up 47 at home, though, at Progressive Field. So a uh, very interesting thing there for the Cleveland Guardians, yeah. who are having a very interesting season in a lot of different ways here. we got one more segment left on the run line. We'll talk about Monday's games, a lot of day games on the July 4th holiday here. So we'll wrap up with that on the run line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll receive VEASAN's daily best bets, including my, Adam Burke's, daily MLB best bets Monday through Saturday over at VEASAN.com. Check out the article. A lot of great stuff in there. NFL preseason coverage. That's not that far away. Premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. And, of course, the Open Championship coming up this week as well. So Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, long shot guys will be all over that. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, Cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Adam Burke, Josh Tower is here with our final segment on the run line on vcin, the sports betting network. And Josh, we're kind of looking through the card for tomorrow, trying to figure out some games that we wanted to talk about here. And a lot of day baseball, which I loved on the East Coast, and I don't love so much being out here in the Pacific time zone. (laughs) I hear you on that. It's just, uh, it's so early. It's another one of those crazy handicapping days, too, because it's the 4th of July. Right. There's a lot of cool stuff going on and uniform changes and hat changes and festivities on the field. And I might – I remember going out one day. This isn't AAA, but I remember going out in Ottawa one day, and I was warming up the pitch. And, uh, you know, you're very routine-oriented. And all of a sudden I look up, and they're, they're, they're jumping out of planes and landing on the field. <laughs> right? And I had to move and I had to wait and alter my throne, go sit by the fence, and then – and, 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 and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. And then, you know, obviously a lot of salutes to the services, which is always cool and stuff. And so it, it, it's always a weird day because the cool thing about it for athletes is it takes us out of the monotony of thinking 
and it puts us in into a different perspective that like we just get to day-to-day operations and we're so routine oriented and we forget that we don't even know what holidays are by the way right couldn't even, couldn't even tell you during the baseball season when a holiday was showing up and they're like oh today's the fourth i didn't realize that and 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 then you know something cool happens so it's always a fun day to play uh which also could alter the handicapping aspect um I, you know i've always wondered about that as a player right you know we talk about like the nba where they're playing the christmas day games yeah, and all that that's fun is it better to be at home or be on the road because at home you're probably missing out on something right? yeah i was gonna say when you when you're talking about that like we don't play over christmas but when you're talking about days like that like i would think i would want to be at home because i can still thanksgiving or something i still be with the family mm-hmm. on the road like facetime your kids is always tough you know right so it, it, i uh, again, you never know who likes to travel and who don't. That's the other thing. Um, Rangers Orioles. Listen, Dane Dunning, numbers don't look that great, but when you break down the stats and look at them overall, like he's had some really good games. Mm-hmm. You know, two of his last, uh, his last two have been really good. Then he gets rocked, and he has a, a gem, then he gets rocked, and he has a gem. And there's the inconsistencies of losing teams, right? Like we're trying to find consistencies of betting on winners, and, and it's hard. And, and that's why I like to follow guys when they're doing well or not doing well. And Dunning's been good, but. So is Dean Kramer and the Baltimore Orioles. And the Baltimore Orioles just lost two of their last three. They should have won all three, lost two in the ninth inning, um, but have pitched phenomenal. The offense is great. Everybody's doing good things. And Dean Kramer, Dean Kramer, Las Vegas, went to UNLV around the corner, struggled in the past, like to the point where I was like, man, he's almost going to lose his spot in the big leagues. Goes on his little rehab assignment this year, comes back. He gives up three runs in his first start in the first inning. And it was like, oh, here we go again. That's what, like, it was almost that feeling. And I think that, like, if, like, I watched it very closely pitch to pitch, and he easily could have went five complete and, and nobody got on base. He was that good. But he made two very minimal mistakes in that first inning that I was like, man, don't be the old Dean. And he wasn't. That was it. Three in that one. He went five and two, one earned, six and zero, five and two and zero, and seven and zero. This kid has been absolutely dealing. He's figured it out in the minor leagues, went on two of the minor league rehab appearances, 15 Ks in about seven innings. That's why they babied him in the first, didn't go five. And then he went five, and then he went six. But he's been so good, they're letting him go. And Dean Kramer's been awesome. So I like Baltimore tomorrow versus Texas. With the, the, the one thing, and this is dumb, don't, don't, don't go take this too much information, but the fact that the calendar's turning to July and June's over always makes me nervous as well. And we don't think about that from a pitching perspective, but there's just something about it at times that, that if he doesn't do good tomorrow, I'm not going to be shocked, but I like Dean tomorrow. Baltimore short favorite in that one. You could find that one anywhere from minus 106 or so all the way out to minus 115, depending on where you look in the market. Baltimore coming back off of a 10-game road trip, playing the early day games. So maybe that's something where some people might be worried about the situational spot, but as Josh said, well, likes that matchup there with Kramer. The cool Rio. thing, too, is is so they're going to get back uh, whatever time they get back tonight, mm-hmm. and then, listen, straight to bed. Wear whatever's in your closet. Go to the field tomorrow. After tomorrow's game, they get to go do their dry cleaning, get to go do their shopping, get mm-hmm. to really spend time with the kids. Kids will be asleep when they get home, right? I mean, so it, it, it kind of it almost keeps you in the rhythm of what, what you've just been doing, and then you can break up that monotony right afterwards. Well, I know one game that we wanted to hit on here, and in fact, we've kind of talked about this quite a bit, but this is a massive series for really both the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago mm-hmm. White Sox because I think you and I both kind of feel like the Twins are sort of, they're a precarious division leader. It doesn't really feel like they they might not have enough to kind of hold everything off here. And of course, too, for the Twins this weekend, you know, their first weekend without Wes Johnson because he was there for the series against Cleveland, then leaves, takes that LSU job as the assistant head coach and the pitching coach. So mm-hmm. now they take on this Chicago White Sox team. And 
you, know, you and I were kind of looking at this line before we even started doing the show here, looking up at the board here at Circa behind us, at Johnny Cueto being a pretty short favorite against Dylan Bundy. And it seemed like both of us were kind of thinking the White Sox and the Cueto side, even with Chicago coming back off a long road trip of their own. Yeah, and again, Dylan's been pitching well. His, his you know, eight and one, six and one, and he went five and three, but only two earned. He's been pitching pretty good. And we know Minnesota, again, has been playing really good baseball. Uh, this Orioles series, again, whatever Baltimore did, they shut down this offense. And it seems to go when, when Luisa Ross goes. And if we can just seem to stop throwing thigh-high fastballs to him over the middle of the plate and he'll stop hitting doubles and hitting 350, like you, you put him in check a little bit, and I, and I think you have that team in check. Um, Cueto's been good, man. And He's again, good. When you get the game taken away from us. You still want it. You work. You prove yourself. You get humbled by having to go to minor leagues a little bit. You work your way back up, and it it, it gets those juices flowing again. And Cueto has always been really, really good in his career, and he's being good again for the White Sox. So I, I, I like the White Sox in this situation as well. I want to ask you about this interleague game here between the Mariners and the Padres, the only interleague game on the card for tomorrow. You got Chris Flexen going for Seattle, a guy with pretty big home road splits. He's actually a guy who's been very good at T-Mobile Park. Hasn't been as good on the road. The splits are a little bit better this year, but last year they were really, really pronounced. But what I want to ask you about here is, so you're San Diego, right? You find a way to win today, this big series against the Dodgers. You put a lot into those kind of marquee matchups, right? Now you get a Mariners team that's well below 500, not particularly good, coming from the opposite league. Is this a bad spot? For the Padres, will they not be quite as invested? It's easy to do that. It really is. I mean, you, again, that's what I was saying. Like, when when the Astros played the Yankees and then Oakland came into town, that was a bad spot for the Yankees. And they mm-hmm. almost blew it. Yeah, they were trailing but in every Oakland one of those games. was so games. bad in the bullpen. Right. It kind of brought them back in. And then that's why it wasn't a letdown for the Astros going to the Mets because they stayed in the same hotel. They had a, a playoff series versus another playoff series, and they were up for the challenge, right? So, like, these things do factor in. Flexen has been – he's been pitching better for sure. Last year was great, but he's also the guy that came from overseas, like we, we talked about off air. And, and, and he was a Mets prospect. I had him his first year in baseball. And he worked his way up, and then it just didn't work out. And his stuff, like kind of like the Cubs offense or pitching staff that we talked about, just wasn't really plus at the time. And, and he went over to Korea instead of Japan, and he fixed some things. And he turned out to be really good, and he's always been very intelligent. And he comes back here, gets this contract, and he's kind of on it, – it really wasn't the money. It was more of like being back in the big leagues and riding that high. Mm-hmm. And then now you kind of go, all right, you're one of our dudes. And now he takes a step back and goes, what does that mean? Right. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he struggles a little bit. And, and, and now I think he's finally starting to get back into rhythm a little bit. This kid's a really good pitcher. Um, it's going to be fun for him to pitch in San Diego. Um, as we talked about, not a whole lot be, of home runs hit there. What's the line again? Uh, you got, what is it, San Diego in the minus 175 range. Ooh, yeah, I, I, would, I thought they might be a little higher. I, I think there's value on Seattle. I mean, Sean and I, I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like this team. Um, but I think it's a good spot for Flex to pitch well again. I'll tell you a game that I'm pretty interested in. We don't really have a market-wide number for this one. DraftKings does have a number up. It's actually Houston minus 230 taking on the Royals. But yeah. Houston, to that point, right, they play the Yankees. They play the Mets, they play the Yankees, they play the Angels. They kind of bury the Angels here this weekend, a series where they really wanted to step on their throats. Now you get Jake Odorizzi coming back, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on in the show. Guys coming off of rehab starts, right? Odorizzi, two earned on five hits over eight innings and two rehab starts, 10 strikeouts, couple of walks. 
went five innings in the second one in double A, but that's not a guy that's going to work deep into the game. No, but you kind of wonder for the Astros if that's kind of a flat game for them. Uh, the series in itself could be flat again, kind of what we touched on with Kansas City coming in. But again, for for the staff itself, like all of their starting pitching has been going deep in games, right, and doing really really well. So the bullpen has been set up perfectly to just do their job. So the bullpen's not like expanded or, or sorry. They're not. They're not tired. They're not overworked. They like. They're going to be just fine bullpen wise if they have to go four or five in this game. It's just the Royals and is it a letdown or not? Well, this has been fun. Thank you, really sir. Fun, Great to have you on the desk for Josh Towers. I'm Adam Burke. As we finish up here on the run line, make sure you check it out over at Veasan.com for the archive version. Uh, we're on all kinds of podcast services, of course. We'll be back again next week as well. And coming up next on Veasan, Greg Peterson and the look ahead on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.